Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. We're glad you can join us. Here on The Landscape, we've been interviewing all seven of the candidates who are running for the office of mayor in the city of Cleveland. The August 14th primary will determine which two top vote-getters will face off in the November 2nd general election. We've been conducting these interviews in alphabetical order, and we have hit the last candidate, last but not least, State Senator Sandra Williams. Senator, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Before we begin our few questions, remind us, what does your district encompass? Well, the Senate District 21 includes the east side of Cleveland, with the exception of Ward 1, which is the Lee and Harvard area, have downtown and parts of the west side of Cleveland. I represent 12 of the 17 wards in the city of Cleveland, as well as Bratnall, Cleveland Heights, University Heights, Garfield Heights, Newburgh Heights, Shaker Heights, if I didn't say so. Yes. <laughs> well, let's start where most campaign discussions start, and that's the economy. How do we foster greater economic growth for the city of Cleveland? Well, I think it is about making sure that the city is open and friendly to businesses within our community and, uh, and just making sure that it's easy to do business in the city of Cleveland, streamlining all processes that can be streamlined for those individual businesses that want to expand in the city of Cleveland. We need to make sure that we have land parcels that are ready for businesses to expand on and also for businesses to move into the city of Cleveland. When we often talk about the relationship between government and business, there's these public-private partnerships. Certainly the, one of the biggest points of discussion as of late has, has been the, the Indians' uh, agreement they've made with the state, the county, and the city. There's been the Hilton downtown, the Opportunity Corridor. How do you feel about these public-private investments? Do you feel they're a good idea? Yes, I do believe that public-private partnerships work. Um, they help government out because we can help private partnerships help with the cost that some that we might have to uh, be responsible for as a business. I am supportive of the Opportunity Corridor. I was in the past when it was first started. I am also supportive of the Guardians deal because I believe we need to make sure we keep uh, the Guardians in the city of Cleveland. We also know that by keeping them here, it continues to add to our economy. The $3.2 billion is something that we desperately need so that that investment is something that's going to help the residents of Cleveland. Students have returned to the classroom in the Cleveland Metropolitan School District and other places around our area. What do we do to help those students make up for those educational losses they suffered during the pandemic? Are there things we can do to help them? There definitely is. You know, we have several not-for-profit organizations who have already offered to open their doors to students. We have churches who have offered to open their doors to students to help them with remedial education. I believe we should have uh, tutorial programs and tutoring before school. I believe we should have it during lunch, take half of the lunch like they do in certain schools within my district and after school learning. I also believe we should be opening up our doors on Saturdays. If we partner um, with the not-for-profit, the churches and others, I believe we can close that educational gap. If you're a business looking to give back to our community or a nonprofit or charitable organization hoping to educate our audience on how they can help, Cranes is excited to announce the return of the Giving Guide from the Cranes Content Studio. This is a special editorial feature within Crane's October 25th print issue and online that's designed to be an all-encompassing resource showcasing the various philanthropic opportunities available throughout Northeast Ohio. Go to cranescleveland.com and click on the Cranes Content Studio tab in the top right corner. The deadline to participate is September 13th. How do you feel about the Cleveland Metropolitan School District? Do you feel it's heading in the right direction? And if you are elected mayor, will you take an active role in running the district? 
I do believe that the Cleveland School District is headed in the right direction. I believe that policies that are put in place by the state legislature, so like testing, well, first of all, the federal government requires us to test in three categories. The state of Ohio adds on about six or seven additional tests. So right now we're teaching to the test. The report card that you see is not an accurate uh description of what's really happening within the school district. I know for a fact that it's better. I was the sponsor of the Cleveland plan that changed the way we educate students. So I do believe uh, the school district is headed in the right direction. And yes, I will take an active role in what's happening in the Cleveland Municipal School District. I am a big supporter of education, and I know this is one way to end the cycle of poverty. We often talk about the health of our community in terms of economic situation. Let's talk about first downtown. Do you feel it's healthy and and where it needs to be? I think downtown is at a good place. It's in a good place right now. Of course, there are some things that uh, need to happen. The barriers need to be moved, and that's just the least. I think uh, more retail uh, needs to happen in downtown Cleveland. But I believe it's time for us to start focusing on other districts, other areas in the city of Cleveland. I realize that each neighborhood has a different set of challenges, problems, and successes, but the neighborhoods in general, what do we need to do to help them so they can continue to flourish? Or if they're not flourishing, get them flourishing. Well, I can tell you right now, in east side of Cleveland, in many areas, we are not flourishing. Um, Number one, we need small businesses opened up in our communities. We need grocery stores here. We need to tear down these abandoned properties that have been sitting there for a very long time, neighbors complaining about them. Uh, we need to make sure that there are employee employers on the east side of Cleveland. Uh, most times you have to travel outside of the east side of Cleveland just to go to work unless you're working in one of the fast food restaurants. So we need housing. We need uh, small businesses open. We need our streets paved over here. We need more affordable housing. Uh, on the east side of Cleveland, you pretty much need everything. Since we're talking about housing and building, what's more important for the city? Is it better off that the city builds new homes and commercial spaces, or are we better off rehabbing and expanding and making better use of the existing homes and storefronts that we have now? I think we need to do both. As you might be aware, um, we the state of Ohio just passed the state operating budget on June 30th. And in the uh, budget, I was able to bring home a half a billion dollars. $350 million of that were to clean up brownfields that we have to Uh, get them clean and ready, a site ready for businesses to move on or affordable housing. But also 150 million of that was to uh, tear down abandoned properties, commercial and residential. So I think we should save what we can save. uh, And then I think we should build new where uh, the homes are in such disrepair that uh, we can't salvage them. And along those notes, I should also say we have people who have been loyal Clevelanders who are now uh, living in homes that are in disrepair. We also need to come up with a program to help those individuals stay in their homes safely. Um, Some people have their roofs falling in. A lady I've been trying to help, her porch is falling in, but she is uh, dedicated to the city of Cleveland and just cannot afford to, you know, fix up her home. Crime has risen during the pandemic here in Cleveland. What do we do to address this issue? Well, I think crime was always on the rise in the city of Cleveland. Um, so I don't think the pandemic uh, really had a huge impact on that. And what I would like to do is a few things. Number one, most of the crime that's being committed within our city is by uh, people age 25 and younger. 
That's the first thing. And so to get to the real source of the problem, we need again need to talk about our educational system and jobs within our community or the lack thereof. We need to talk about our illiteracy rate. That is definitely not going down. Um, but to get to your uh, question in particular, um, there's a program that was in the city of Cincinnati called the Pivot Program that is a targeted investigative approach to tackling organized crime networks, which is what we have here in the city of Cleveland. So we target the crime scene, the comfort spaces of the organized crime units. We target their personal spaces where they lay their heads, as well as the property owners who are allowing crime to happen on their property. And we go after them systematically and uh, basically overturn the entire organized crime unit. Do you support continuing the consent decree? I do support the consent decree, and I believe we need to continue it um, for the foreseeable future. If you're a leader within the wealth management industry in Northeast Ohio, don't miss this exclusive advertising opportunity from Crane's Content Studio Cleveland. We want to hear directly from the city's wealth management professionals on all topics critical for a holistic approach to managing one's financial portfolio. Create your own unique content or choose from a range of topics including risk management, cybersecurity, college planning, and more. Go to cranescleveland.com and click Crane's Content Studio in the top right corner to learn more. You mentioned you were in support of the Opportunity Corridor. How do you feel that project's coming along? I think it's coming along very slow. At this point, I would have thought we would have had businesses opened up on the corridor. I would have thought we'd been much further along. I mean, at one point, we were talking about whether or not um, the the, the uh, Opportunity Corridor was going to be ready for businesses to move in, whether we would have the gas lines and the water lines already there so that people can begin to move in. And I haven't saw a thing. And I drive past Opportunity Corridor every day. So I'm very disappointed at the lack of businesses in that particular area. Have you had an opportunity to take a look at the lakefront plan that the Haslam's, the brands have put forward? Any thoughts on that? I have not looked at their plan. I have talked to D. Haslam about the plan. I am very happy that they took the lead on getting started with it. But for me, it's really about developing um, the lakefront and whoever wants to work with me to do that, I am open to it. It's far time for us to have gotten that project up and underway. How do we foster a relationship with Columbus's decisions that seem to encroach upon home rule in Cleveland, that, that balance between state and the state level and, and the city? How do we deal with that and make it a, more, a better working relationship? Well, I would say this. Um, as you know, I've been fighting a lot of the uh, home rule roadblocks that have been put up for a very long time in Columbus. But one of the main things I would say is one, you need to have a mayor who has relationships with the city of Cleveland, I mean, with the state legislature that can go down and talk about our concerns directly. And number two, we should not have leaders in the city adding to the uh, red tape by going down and advocating for laws to be in place to block um, local control. We are going to have what many politicians and other people are describing as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as we receive the American Rescue Plan and infrastructure funds from the federal government. Mm-hmm. Where are some thoughts? Where would you like to see some of that money spent? Number one, I would like to see it put in our infrastructure. Um, we have some old and outdated infrastructure, which I just talked about, all the needs on the east side of Cleveland. So our roads, our streets that are not state-owned or either partnering with the state um, to make sure we pave our roads. Um, number two, we need to upgrade our infrastructure at the Cleveland Public Power, it's outdated. That's why we have so many outages within our community. Number three, um, I would also look at the um, infrastructure at our 
uh, first responders, our police, our EMS, and our fire. Many of their trucks are old and outdated, need to be replaced, hundreds of thousands of uh, miles over what they should be. Uh, secondly, I also want to have some type of line item where we're helping small businesses, whether we are using the leverage that we have um, with our banks to help support small businesses or give venture capital to businesses who want to expand within our city. And um, those would be the major things I would look at. State Senator Sandra Williams, thanks so much for joining us for Landscape today. Glad you were able to talk to us and share some thoughts on some key issues in this mayoral race. Thank you so much for having me. State Senator Sandra Williams joined us today for the landscape. She is one of seven candidates running for the office of mayor here in Cleveland. You can listen to all of our conversations with all seven candidates by visiting our website at greenscleveland.com. Just click on the landscape banner. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.